Hey girl, hey. I just wanted to say thank you so, so much for the 5,000 downloads that we now have on the Pro Organizers Coach podcast. Because I am so thankful for the 5,000 downloads, I wanted to offer you a exclusive deal for our Pro Organizers Coaching community. If you go and purchase your monthly membership before March 31st at midnight, you will be getting $10 off per month as a thank you. So what is normally $47 per month will now be $37 per month if you go sign up between now and March 31st, 2023 at midnight. So when you go over to proorganizers.community, you will see three options. There's the start your business, scale your business, or the thank you plan. And the thank you plan will only be there for the next 10 days. So make sure to go through the thank you plan. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to me at proorganizerscoach at gmail.com. And all of the links will be in the show notes of the ways that you can reach out to me. But if you have been thinking about joining our membership, now is the time. The last time it was even halfway this cheap was the founding members and that was back on January 1st. So there's no telling if we will have a deal again or when we will have a deal again. So make sure you go, 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 go now and sign up for that monthly membership because we do group coaching. We have workshops. We have a sisterhood of women that are helping one another. I know you've heard all about it if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time. Now is the time to join. So come check it out. Come sign up. Come hang out with us inside of the membership because we would really love to have you in there. And again, you have through March 31st to get it at this rate for your monthly price. I also wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this podcast. I am so excited for it to continue to grow and I hope it is blessing you as much as it is blessing me to put these episodes out for you ladies and I hope I see you very soon inside of the membership. All right, let's get on with today's episode. You are listening to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. I'm Samantha Brown, a professional organizer and business coach. In this podcast, you will learn how to start and scale the organizing business of your dreams. So let's jump in. Welcome back to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. On today's episode, I have Beth Venable from Side by Side Design Texas. Beth has been a part-time side gig kind of organizer uh, for a couple years with friends and family. Then this past summer, she has now went full-time legit. So I thought it would be awesome to bring her on. And since she's technically about five or six months in, everything is still new to her. It's still fresh. She's just now starting to go through all of the kind of growing pains that you go through as an entrepreneur. And I know that, you know, even me, when I'm listening to other people's podcasts, I love the stories and what people have gone through and what they've struggled with and, and, you know, just what they've learned along the way, because the more we can open up to one another and help each other with our struggles, the more that we may not have to walk through that struggle. Because I would much rather learn from listening to someone else than walking through it myself. So thank you, Beth, for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I've been listening to your podcast. And one thing that's been 
so beneficial to me is really just validation. You know, hearing that other people are going through the same thing and that, you know, they are asking themselves the same questions or, you know, kind of trying to decipher the same things. And so it is really nice to know that you're not alone and the, the questions or the decisions are collectively, you know, happening all around. So, yeah, absolutely. And thank you for listening to the podcast, by the way. Um, and honestly, that's, that's truly why I started this was because there's a couple reasons, but one of them is because you do feel alone half the time, or at least my own personal journey, half the time I felt like a crazy person because, you know, I ask questions, I get a bunch of answers on like Facebook groups or wherever. And then I'm like, but that doesn't feel like true to who I am. And, you know, trying to fumble along the way and figure out what does work for me, what doesn't work for me. And I always, for some reason, felt like I was behind or like I, I should have known the stuff that I didn't know. But then as you as you learn and as you talk to other people that are going through the same struggles, you realize none of us know what we're doing. Like we're all figuring it out as we go. And that's OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first off, I would love for you to just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, a little back story of just who you are and how you decided to become a professional organizer. Absolutely. So um, I am a mom of two children and I recently got remarried a few years ago. And that's really where the organizing track started for me. I was a teacher and an administrator. I actually used to coach teachers, which was a lot of fun. And I see a lot of similarities in this process, uh, kind of coaching adults. Um, But I, you know, we moved to a new part of town. It was a great time to kind of make this change my whole life. People have told me that I should be an organizer. My realtor told me I should be an organizer. And I was in a position where I could take the plunge and give it a try and see how I liked it. And so I started a few years ago with family and friends and then really dove in over the summer. So that's awesome. And I I am of the mind frame, right, of like kind of promoting it as a side hustle to begin with, because A, you don't know if you're going to like it because organizing your own stuff and being an organized person is a thousand percent different than organizing other people's stuff and helping other people get organized, right? Like if you don't have those people skills and if you don't have what you need to help others and coach others and all of these pieces, you may get out there and be like, oh, I'm starting a business. Then you've put money into it. You've done all the things. And then you get your first few clients and you're like, I hate this, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so I definitely am all for this being kind of a side hustle at first, getting all the back end stuff done, trying with some family and friends, or at least the first few clients on like a mom's group, um, just to make sure that you love this thing before you jump in a hundred percent and quit your day job, so to speak, and are all in because then, you know, then you're not stuck, but you're kind of stuck then if if you've jumped in and all of a sudden you've realized, oh, I don't even like this. <laughs> well, that was probably one of the biggest shocks to me in the beginning is that it is very different organizing someone else's space than your own. Mm-hmm. The timing is different. You know, you don't, you don't have the opportunity to go back and forth to the store, you know, 12 times to make sure that the materials are just right. I um I would say it's a lot like teaching, you know, the the philosophies of teaching are the same, but your students are very different. They're each they each have their own unique needs, and that is very true for organizing as well. And so for me, the shift was not just organizing in a way that I might want it, but really listening to the client and getting to know them and their needs and catering the service to them. And so that was probably the biggest learning lesson that I had 
um, you know, on the actual jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and truly like just today, I went and did a session with a lady named Barbara and she come to find out has dementia. And so, you know, that, that is a whole separate need of itself. But the problem was, is the way her kitchen was set up, she was, everything that she used was either way down low or way up high. And she's, you know, this like five foot two woman that's older that was that, you know, it was having trouble even walking. I'm like, you don't need to be picking up a crock pot and walking all the way across your kitchen just to use it. Like we need to, you know, rearrange this where if if I had gone in and that was someone else or I was organizing it to my own needs, I wouldn't have even thought of doing that. Right. Of like asking, is this something you use? How often? Okay, it needs to go right here down low or in the middle compared to a lot of kitchens that I go into based on the client, you know, you, you automatically think, okay, well, the dishes should go above the dishwasher to make that easy. And the pots and pans should go near the the stove. And so if I hadn't asked the questions I had asked, and if she hadn't been around to answer my questions, that's how I would have organized it. And then everything still would have been really low or up high and it wouldn't have helped her a bit. The lesson in that, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, is always, always, always ask your clients. Like, you know that whole saying, because you're a teacher, so I'm sure you've heard it. There's no stupid question, right? It is exactly the same with our clients. And that's why I teach and I tell people, whenever you're doing a consultation, I like to tell them it's going to take 30 to 45 minutes, just because I know it's going to be more like an hour. But I want them to be of the mind frame of, because if I say an hour, we're going to be there an hour and a half, you know, because it always runs longer. But the point of the that consultation is you want to walk away feeling like you know that person. You want to walk away with them feeling like they also got to know you and became comfortable with you because you're about to be going through some very personal items of theirs. And you also you know, even if you only do one or two sessions with them or they just want to start off small to begin with, you want to be the person that they want to come back to every time they need another session. Mm -hmm. And I've found too that some clients don't know the answers to the questions. So then, you know, it's getting creative and figuring out how to think through and ask more questions um, or sometimes just making a decision, you know, um, but, you know, it's it, it, it's a process that definitely there's no exact script that we follow, you know, that that guides us through. And so, yeah. And, and honestly, that's what I love about this podcast and the community that I've built and just all these different things is honestly, each one of us do have a completely different way of doing this thing like we just do. But at the end of the day, there's these few foundational pieces of like, we all want to help people. We all want to make, you know, our clients' lives easier. Like we're coming from a good place. It doesn't mean that any certain way is right or wrong. It's just tweaking it and figuring it out as we go and understanding that it is the long game and that we will learn these things as we go. And that's part of the process. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like teaching you know, being a teacher, you're never done teaching. I would expect that doing this long term, um, that I'll continue to learn and grow, you know, whether I've done it five years, 10 years, 20 years, you know, because we're people, we're dealing with people. And so it is an ongoing learning process. Absolutely. Yeah. It And you're always learning. You're always, and actually you and I were talking about that before we hit record, 
is that in the membership, you know, there's two different sides to my membership I've created. One is the getting started where it's more of me coaching, so to speak, where I'm teaching and answering questions. And because those are the girls that are still building the foundational pieces. But Mm -hmm. there's this other side of the women that are scaling that have like you, they've already started working with clients. They're already at least a few months in and now they're wanting to scale. But that is more of a peer to peer conversation where even when I leave, I'm like, wow, I learned this and I need to implement this in my business. And I'm teaching this stuff. I've been doing this for years and I'm still every time we have a group coaching session, I walk away with at least one or two things that I start thinking like, oh, well, maybe I should do this or what about this or, you know, and I heard it said not too long ago, and I I believe it wholeheartedly for us to succeed in business we have to come with the the mindset and the attitude of, I want to learn. I don't know everything and that's okay, but I'm willing to learn. Anytime I come to a place that I don't know, that's okay. I will figure it out. And as long as we keep that mentality, we're never going to hit a place where we get 100% stuck and can't get out of it. Absolutely. Real quick, I wanted to ask you, which you've kind of already talked about a little bit, but how did you get your first few clients? Like when you were very, very first starting, how did you go about getting those first clients? Because that's a big question I get asked a lot is how do I get my first clients? So I started with Facebook because that's what I was most comfortable with. So the moment I decided that I wanted to start, I threw together a Facebook page and started posting pictures. And, um, you know, of course, my friends um, saw my posts and started reaching out. And so family and friends is where I started. Um, And then as things progressed, I became more comfortable with doing Instagram and started a website and, you know, my Google Google business profile. But even right now, I would say that um, most of my leads come from Facebook. Some come from Instagram and then referrals. So um, Google, I think, takes time. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, um, I think that's a process. So I'm hopeful that that will pick up for me. Um, so social media and word of mouth is really where I'm getting most of my clients right now. Yeah. Well, and the Google thing, so I've, you know, I've talked about this a lot. It's not necessarily per se for the clients. I mean, it is for people to be able to put in organizers near me, but it's more of, you know, if I, if someone were to reach out to me and say, Hey, I could help you, you know, paint your house. I would immediately go to, you know, Google to the search and I would put in whatever the name of their business is. And if they don't automatically have, you know, the the thing pop up that has like photos and has their website and their phone number and all of those types of things, I would immediately assume that they were not a legit business. Like nowadays, that is the yellow pages, so to speak, of of the of what we live in now. And so, you know, the Google My Business is definitely important for when people search organizers near me. But the biggest piece of it is making sure that you seem legit to the clients that are are looking you up because they will look you up. <laughs> Absolutely. And I that's one thing that I try to think about as I'm making decisions. Um, you know, it was a big decision for me to do whether or not to do a website or whether or not to do business cards, whether or not to post my prices. And I do, I stop and ask myself the questions, okay, well, like, what is it that I'm looking for when I'm searching something? And so with that being said, I have a lot of pictures on my Google profile and I do post my prices and there's no right or wrong to those things. But, you know, at some point you just have to make a decision. And, and you know, I think 
my personal, you know, experiences help to drive that when I'm making those decisions. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a awesome like point to think of. And I think the other piece, which I've talked to um, a, a little bit about in the podcast also is posting your prices and your steps of like, okay, these are the three steps of for working with me. A, it takes the guesswork out of it for the people that are looking us up. Mm-hmm. B, you know, if someone sees my prices and they can't afford those, then at least I'm not having to take 30 minutes to have a phone call and to, to answer their questions and, you know, do all these things. All of those answers are already on the website. So as long as they, you know, look at my website, then mm-hmm. it kind of filters out from me having to have all of those one-on-one conversations with the people that are like, your price is what? That's crazy. Aren't you just like a cleaner? <laughs> Yeah. And I think too, sometimes we we're so used to getting information at our fingertips quickly. So if you have to fill out a form to wait to get the email and the packages and, um, you know, sometimes we lose interest or we're busy and it might be another month before we sit down and we're ready to tackle that task again. At least that's what happens to me. So I, um, when I'm looking for something, I'm more likely to take action when I can get the information that I'm looking for right away. Absolutely. I'm in the process right now of we're trying to get have flooring redone in our home. And it has been the hardest process trying to find a how much does the flooring cost, not just per piece, but like for the the whole project. What is the price? That is what I need. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, it just makes things a whole lot easier for them and for us, in my opinion. Um, so what are a few things that were harder to walk through than you thought they would be? So I think, um, really the, the hardest piece, it has been the business side. So I am a teacher working with people. I feel like I'm, I'm organized, you know, I'm very empathetic. I am a great communicator. You know, I, I understand how to, you know, cater, you know, the, the information to meet the needs of the client. But I do not have a marketing degree and I do not know all of the ins and outs of, um, you know, billing and, you know, follow up and, you know, advertising myself and, you know, all of those things. And so it's a lot to keep up with and you're never done. I don't know that anybody ever says, okay, well, I've done everything I need to do. And so I can, you know, you have to really... So the the twofold part of that is making the decision that, okay, I'm done for the day. I'm enjoying my weekend. You know, I could do more, but I'm choosing not to. So, um, so doing the business stuff and then really knowing how much to do and when to stop, if that makes sense. It does. Boundaries is a huge thing. And we were, you know, kind of chatting about this before we hit record of, you know, you've been feeling like you need a pedicure for a couple of weeks now, but every time you have that opening, you're like, oh, well, I need to put a client in that space. And the way that, which I used to be the exact same, I would answer, you know, phone calls, emails, anything, 10 p.m. at night, like, you know, it just, it, it, but it got me to the point of I was so burnt out and annoyed when a lead would come through. Sometimes, and the way I do it now is I will send a quick text so they know I've at least received what, you know, they sent of, you know, thank you for reaching out. I would love to speak with you tomorrow. You know, what time is best for me to call you and us chat for 15 minutes tomorrow? Instead of old me would have immediately phone called 
(laughs) you know, yeah. And done the 15 minute phone call right then. And I think that at least gives them some like, oh, okay, she's got my message. You know, I always hear from people like you were so quick to respond, but the responding was just a quick email or text. It was not the whole, you know, phone call or anything. And as long as they know you've received it and that you're starting that conversation and that back and forth, then they are like, oh, okay, I'll talk to her tomorrow instead of them. Oh, well, she didn't respond. So I'm going to keep looking, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And then I think the other piece that I love that has helped me so much is my calendar. So like my calendar and my phone of doing the widget, I have a whole page, but I also started color coding my calendar. So if it's an orange, which, you know, whatever color works for you, but if it's an orange, that's something that I have to do, like a session, you know, um, a doctor's appointment, something that I physically have to be there to get that done. And Mm -hmm. what I started doing was putting my nail appointments in orange on my calendar. Um, The other piece that has super helped me and, you know, is the sessions thing. So if I know that every day I'm done with work by 1.32 p.m. and I don't necessarily have to be like home until around four or so, then I know, okay, if I need a nail appointment or I need to run a quick errand from two to four is kind of the time I can schedule those things and know that I would be able to make that appointment. But I've still done a session for that day already. So I've still made my money, but now I can still also take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough balance. And I don't, you know, I think for everyone, you know, it, depending on how much you want to work and, you know, how how much time and energy you want to put into it, it's figuring out that balance is definitely a big piece in the beginning. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I've heard it said, and I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent believer of, we act like there's this, some perfect magical work-life balance that's just going to be exactly what we need. And that if we can figure out what these other people have figured out, then it's going to fix our whole life. I don't believe that there is such a thing, quote unquote, as the perfect work-life balance, because for everyone, it's different. But there is the perfect work-life balance for you and what is important to you. For me, my work-life balance is I am happy with doing my sessions in the mornings, getting paid for the day, having the afternoons to either work on the podcast or do these other things, and then having the evenings where, you know, 4, 4.30, I jump off of everything and I don't allow myself to look at anything anymore because that's my home time. And Mm -hmm. until I put those boundaries, first I had to figure out what was important to me. And then once I put those boundaries in for myself of just trying it out, like it has been amazing. It's helped my marriage. It's helped my, you know, it's helped everything because, you know, every I'm working from home in the afternoons. So before I'd have, you know, dogs and people and kids and, the you know, everybody come into the door like, hey, mom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> um, and so now it's no mom's recording, but at four o'clock she'll be done. You know, I can ask mom for something at four or, you know, of course, just to be honest, it's normally more the husband that's needing something than the kids. So, you know, (laughs) it is what it is (laughs) Um, for everyone. And so, you know, that I'm sure that just helps the whole process for you and your whole family. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's just a good point to remember is, you know, no one else is going to have that answer for us. It's looking inside of what's most important for us. And what would make us happy if our day looked like a certain thing? 
because let's be real and let's be honest. We started our own businesses. So A, we could have more time at home. So B, we could make our own schedules, but then we let that business run us like, you know, into the ground and we have no boundaries in place. And then all of a sudden, what what happened to those dreams we had of being able to go get our nails done in the middle of the day or being able to take a day off and, and go shopping with our kids or, you know, whatever those things were. And so I think just remembering that and figuring out, okay, how can I set some boundaries so I can have those things in my life? I did want to make sure to ask you, because I know a lot of the clients that um, I speak with, and when I say clients, like my coaching clients, um, they're always wondering about the process, right? Like I've gotten a lot of those questions recently. So for you, what is your process from beginning to end? Like, let's say that I just now reached out to you and you answered the phone and like, you know, how, what would that look like and how long? And then what are kind of the steps from there? Yeah. And my process has changed. I would expect that it might continue to change a little bit. Um, I'm trying not to make big changes constantly, but slowly I am making some changes. So when a client reaches out to me, the first thing I like to do is have a phone conversation with them just to get an idea of their expectations, what they're looking for, their challenges. I guess in some ways we're interviewing each other. You know, they're looking to see if I'm a good fit for them. I'm looking to see if they're a good fit for me. Afterwards, I offer, and this is what works really well for me because of my situation, an in-person consult or like a consult on Zoom. And the reason I do that is I live in a suburb of Houston. I'm in Kingwood. I do drive into Houston often. And sometimes it takes me an hour to get to Houston and an hour back. And I don't mind doing that, but you know, there's a limited amount of time in my schedule to do that. So I like to do a phone consult. Um, in addition to the in-person, you know, there are pros and cons to both. And um, so I do a consult, my, my phone consult or my Zoom consult is free. I do charge a $75 fee to go out and do an in-person consult. And that was something that I went round and round on. The reason I do that is I give all the details. So I tell the client, this is what I would do. These are the things we might need to buy. And I know they may take all of my ideas and not hire me. I also know that they may love my ideas and hire me. But my thought process is, you know, they've paid and I'm coming and I'm going to give them something, you know, um, and just share that information with them. If they choose to move forward, I have them sign. I send an email with some information. One thing I forgot to mention is I do kind of have like a little questionnaire for people who reach out to me. So maybe before we connect on the phone, they fill out some basic information. So if they fill that out before we connect, then I you know don't necessarily make them fill it out after if I get the information on the phone. Um, but then I'll have them sign a contract and I do ask for payment up front. Um, I do have a cancellation policy in place. So I make it really clear just kind of the ins and outs of how um, my sessions operate. And all of those decisions have been made based on experiences that, that I've had. So I've had someone cancel, you know, three times and, you know, just, um, you know, and then I couldn't do a job that day. You know, I, I book one job a day. So, um, so they sign the contract and then we do payment. And then depending on the session, we make decisions about whether or not we need to buy. Sometimes we buy a lot. Sometimes we don't buy anything, you know, so it could be a decolouring session. It could be one where we're organizing and they want it uh, materials or they want it to look pretty. And so based on the needs of the client, what materials they have, all of those things, um, I'll make suggestions 
The clients always have a say. So usually I send an email with links and pictures and they let me know, you know, if, if they like the prices and, you know, we sometimes we go back and forth on that and then we get the products ordered if we're ordering and then we schedule the sessions and I go in. So on your, um, your contract and on your sessions, so what are your package offerings? Like what are the, the, the amounts of packages or hours? Okay. So I do an hourly rate of $75. And then um, if you buy more a, a lot of hours, then it starts to become a discount. So I have a 30-hour session where it then is 72 an hour. I have a 45-hour package. And then I have a 60-hour package. And that's something that I'm still learning. You know, I've sold 60-hour packages and it's gone very fast. And the, the client has needed to buy more hours. Sometimes it's really hard to know exactly how many hours a home or room or spaces will will be. So that's a work in progress for me. And so, and I, I have a minimum of at least four hours per session. Mm. And part of that is because of the location. So if I'm driving into Houston, you know, in order for to make it worth my drive, that's something that, you know, works well for me. Yeah. And actually, that's why I was going to ask you. So a couple of things that are kind of coming up for me is one, I was going to ask you about your minimum, because if you are doing packages, it's very important to have a minimum per session because, you know, I was just talking to one of my clients the other day and she was saying someone had bought a package, they paid up front and then they only wanted to do two hour sessions, but they're 45 minutes away from her. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you have to have, if you're going to sell packages, you have to have a minimum per session, you know, or it's not worth your time because she's kind of like you where she lives far away from the city that she's going into. And mm -hmm. something I've even learned recently. So I just had someone reach out to me the other day. Actually, I've had two in the past two weeks. And I think this is kind of God's way of showing me like, hey, maybe there is another option of the free consultation. So I love your thing where you're charging because you are driving. The, but the other option, so I've had to do two separate Zoom consultations in the past couple of weeks. And I think my my thought on that has changed. If they are within 30 to 40 minutes, I am more than happy to come do it in home because I get a better feel for them. I like the in-person stuff. But if they're more than 45 minutes out from me, I would much rather just let's hop on a Zoom call, you know, because it takes our time. It takes our gas and I agree with you. Or if you still want me to come, that's great. But then you're going to pay for me for my time for me to come out there and do that consultation. And that was one of the hardest things for me when I started is that, you know, you can go online, you can do your research, but you get so much information and it's hard yeah. to know what to do. You know, do I do this or do I do that? And some people do this and some people don't. But I've had to kind of figure out what works for me. And some of my experiences have driven those decisions. And um you know, and I'm always reflective when I hear that someone does something a different way. That's one of the reasons why, you know, I love the podcast because it kind of makes me, you know, step away and, and, and just listen and think about a different approach. I don't think anything that I'm doing has to be set in stone, but I do want to really feel nothing that I do is a secret. And I want to make sure that everything that I do is really well thought out and that it works for me. And I have no problems articulating that to my clients, you know, and that, you know, I charge for the consult because of this, or, you know, this is why I do this. And I think everyone is really understanding and they, they just like that, you know, the honesty and the transparency and, um, and then, you know, they're really, I think, understanding. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like that has been my entire business all the years I've been doing this. There is constantly something new I'm learning 
And then being willing to pivot and be like, okay, maybe that worked for a while, but now that's no longer working because maybe my clientele has shifted or maybe, you know, whatever the situation is, as long as we stay open and being willing to shift, that's where you're going to have success because you are able and willing to do those things as you grow and as you learn. And, you know, knowing that when we fail, you know, that's a good thing. We can fail forward, not fail per se, but if something is kind of like a stressor or it's a, a moment of like, oh, well, that didn't go so great. Okay, well, then what didn't work? How can we shift that? Take it as a, okay, I won't do that again. And then just keep moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, we're that type A personality where we can set and almost overanalyze and either A, get an analysis paralysis, which <laughs> never helps anybody with anything. What I have learned about analysis paralysis is action is the cure to that. Like picking something, working it out, seeing if it works. If it doesn't, great, we'll pivot and keep on moving. But as long as we stay stuck in the thoughts of that thing and we're not doing anything, we're going to stay there until we decide to take some kind of action. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very systematic. And I like to, for me, just understand the why behind it. And, um, you know, and I think that helps with the process. And I think that's a lot of what we're helping our clients with, too. You know, not that what they're doing is wrong, but it's, some of the things aren't working because of this, this, and this. And so, um, yeah, I think being reflective is really, really important, but not getting stuck in that is is equally as important. So, And honestly, like I think that the other piece that was super important that you said that I want to make sure we highlight is the being honest with your clients, like being open, being honest. You know, you're not going to be so honest that you're like, hey, last night, me and my husband, you know, not that kind of honesty, but the honesty of the reason that I do this this way is because of this. And the reason I do this this way is because of this. It can be short and simple and to the point, but give them enough information that they're like, wow, this girl really is like very, you know, it helps them connect to us and trust us, which they have to have trust in us for this process to work. Absolutely. Yeah. Two more quick questions. One is what has been your favorite client so far and why? So hands down, my favorite client is um, someone where I did her entire house. So we actually started with a 20 hour package, but we knew that it would be more than that. Um, but that was kind of what she was comfortable with. So that's where we started. I went back and I did, um, I've, I've touched almost every space in the house. And it's my favorite because one, the client, you know, I do two different kinds of sessions. I, you know, side by side, I like the client to be there so that we can talk through and I can ask questions, but I don't require the client to be there. So sometimes, you know, I get information from them or we'll do checkpoints and they're not there. Um, but with this client in particular, we had a lot of conversations and it was just so neat because it was, she would say like, that makes so much sense. Like, oh, you know, why have I not done this before? You know, I, I could feel her energy and her excitement. And we literally transformed her entire house and um, she'll send me messages and thinking of you and, you know, and just how things are working and her boys came home from college and, you know, those sorts of things. And so I, I know the difference that I was able to help make. She's busy. She travels a lot. She works a lot. And so um, the systems that we put in place are helping her day to day and, um, and that's just so incredibly rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. I completely 
am 100% on board with that where I love the whole house clients. But even more so, I love the ones that when we are doing it side by side and we connect on a level of like, they become friends almost, like not in a bad boundary kind of way, but in a way of they end up telling all of their friends. Like I, I had a teacher, speaking of a teacher. So, you know, in July is when the school started back here for her. She called me on July 1st and she said, I just moved my entire home with me and my daughter into my now husband's home with him and his son. He was supposed to declutter. He's lived there 20 something years. He didn't declutter anything. So all of my stuff got moved in on top of his stuff. School starts in less than two weeks and I need this entire home like done before I can go back to school. And the moment she called me, I was like, this lady's crazy. Like, we are not going to get this done. But when we got in there, she was one of those clients that she worked just as hard and just as fast as I did. And so we like killed it. And what was amazing to me is, A, she constantly, you know, will send me those updates, which I love to see and hear. But B, mm -hmm. the thing I loved most is she said the day that they had the very first day of school where it's just the teachers and they were in like the auditorium with all the teachers from her school. And someone had asked like a question of like, you know, what's something you did over the summer? And they were going around and she stood up and told everyone about me, the oh. entire like teacher, everybody. Wow. And, you know, and then called me and told me about it. And she was like, you know, and, and telling me how it brought her to tears that she could say my home is organized. And I'm starting school feeling like a new person. And I didn't even think we'd get the living room done before school started. Oh, that's amazing. That is yeah. so, so great. That's such a great feeling. And, you know, I think we know at whether when we leave each session, whether it's, you know, a small space or the whole house, how we're helping the clients. But, you know, to me, it's so much more than just the, the, the visual transformation, you know, the systems and the habits and the why and the how and all of those things are, are pretty crucial too. And so it's fun when you have the opportunity to really share, you know, uh, more than, than just your, not to, to minimize what we do, but more than just the organizing piece, you know? Yes, absolutely. I know I've had some people ask me where, you know, because some people like to just go in and do the actual physical organizing side. And then I'm more of the type that I love doing the side by side, you know, type stuff with the client, because I also went and got certified as a life coach right after I first started organizing, because I realized they really do need half therapy, half organizing, you know, and so I love those sessions, those light me up where you know, they, because who knows how long it's been that they've not shared these things with anyone and we're already in their personal space. And so to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation where someone feels that connected and that vulnerable with you to where they, they share something that they've probably not, they may have not have even realized for themselves until they were talking it out. And so, you know, for me, those whole, not just house transformations, but whole human transformations are so rewarding. And, you know, the reason I'm talking about this for the podcast and for you listening is because I know a lot of you are like, well, you know, when I work with clients, is it side by side or how do you do it side by side compared to how do you do it if you're just doing it by yourself? And really, it can be one or the other. You can give your clients those options. It, it also depends on, you know, the type of, of space. 
Is there too much stuff in that space? You can't go in and organize something that's got too much stuff in any given space. They have to at least be around to answer some questions or you leave a homework box for them to go through. Like there's got to be some kind of system set up for them to help release some stuff. It could be something as simple as, you know, the, the, the client is working from home and they check in once an hour where you can say, okay, I've done this and this, you know, tell me a little bit about this which kind of just helps, you know, because my goal when I leave is not, you know, okay, I've, I've done this session, but I really want it to be specific to what they want and need, you know? So the mm-hmm. only way we can get that is by some sort of collaborative piece, you know, whether it's before, during, after, you know? And so it's, I think it's just a big part of the process. Yeah. And honestly, I've even had clients that had to leave and, you know, not that that's that normal, but if they were to have to leave, even if it's, hey, while you're at work, if you can step away for five minutes and hop on a Zoom call with me or like, you know, um, FaceTime something where I can show you these quick few things that I wasn't sure about. What are your thoughts on this? Like they're just you, you have to ask because when we leave exactly what we were talking about at the beginning and it's a great way to finish if we organize it to the way that we would want it done, but they are nothing like us, it's mm-hmm. not going to work for them. And right. we want our clients to feel like, wow, this works for me because then they become super fans. They start telling all of their friends and all of, you know, and they can't get enough of us because of that. But if they come home and they're like, well, this is confusing. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't work because we didn't get any of their input as to what matters to them then they're not going to tell anybody. They're actually probably going to be kind of frustrated and they may not even book another session with us. There's so many variables because, you know, just in the whole process with the consult and the phone call in the beginning, sometimes I don't have many questions. Sometimes I have a ton of questions. And so just like every person is different, every space is different. It's hard when you're talking to a client at times because we don't really always know until we dive in, you know. And so I think just really being available if we need them, you know. And yeah. like you, know, a lot of them do want to roll up their sleeves and help and be a really big part of the process. And I'm okay with either, but I really like that connection with that client just as much as I do, you know, the space piece. Yeah, absolutely. And my other little tip for that is always turn on a little bit of music, not loud, but somewhere, some kind of music, make it fun, help them enjoy. You know, I've I've had certain clients that I bring them a smoothie or, you know, like whatever we can do to add that extra little umph of something to where they're like, wow, she thought of me, you know, and we were talking about in our group coaching call a couple days ago inside the membership about how Whenever you are filling out your client intake form during the phone call, if you can write down as much personalized information to them, whether it's they have two kids or they have two dogs or like whatever's important to them that's personal, then even if they don't end up booking right then, but you have that information and you can pull that form back out. So when you reach back out to them in six months and you're like, hey, I just wanted to check in and see, you know, how your cat dingo's doing and you know, and let you know, I was thinking about you, something personalized to where they're going to be like, wow, she remembered that about me, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And that personalized, you know, anything is where they are going to feel special and they're going to feel heard and seen. And that's what every person is looking for is to feel heard and seen and special. Yeah, I found that to be very helpful as well. And, you know, I think a lot of people reach out to us, but 
maybe they're not really ready in the moment when they call. And mm-hmm. so, you know, a lot of them, a lot of potential clients will say, okay, well, I need to clean this space before you come to do the consult, you know, things like that. And so just kind of acknowledging and, you know, I, I've reached out to a few people and said, it's okay. You know, this is what I do. Like, you don't have to do anything before I come, you know, the craft room can stay as it is or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and I always, I always try to make them feel better too, where I'm like, listen, if you feel like you have to, fine, I get it. But at the same time, if I can't see it as it is, I'm not going to know how to help you because then when I leave, I'm going to assume that it, it's, st- you know, that it's typically clean. Well, if it's typically not clean, there's a reason that, you know, we've got to shift some stuff. And so, of course, I would prefer the dishes be done and that kind of thing, but it's nice to see how they're actually living so we can help them as best we can. I mean, and that is so good. And I am so like impressed with you. You are doing so good. You are, you know, four or five months into legitimately doing this and you literally have so many clients coming in that you can't get a pedicure. (laughs) (laughs) Good problem to have, I will say. Yes. (laughs) Balance. Yeah. Well, and honestly, I truly hope that at some point soon you're able to just kind of reflect, give yourself a moment to figure out, you know, like what is important to me and where can I put a few boundaries in so I can get those things? Because it matters. You do not want to burn yourself out. It's that whole like put on your own mask before you can put on someone else's. And this business truly, you know, at first it's exciting. It's challenging. It's, you know, all these things. Well, then you get like a year or two in and Sometimes it can get very lonely and it can get very, you know, some of the challenge has gone away. And so we're still wanting to learn new things. And and of course, it's always different. So it's fantastic, but it can get a little boring and a little lonely. And so, you know, making sure that you have set that up to where you enjoy every day, you enjoy getting up and and doing whatever it is you're doing. That's why we created these businesses in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We will see you in the next one. You have been listening to the Pro Organizers Coach podcast. Go to the show notes to find all of the links mentioned in this episode and hit that subscribe and automatic download button so you don't miss a single thing. Thanks for listening.